0: So, uh, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, yeah, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good podcast.
1: LaValle, Rose up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, goal! The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant for Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start, a controversial start on its advantage to the reds The unnamed soccer podcast
0: d smith welcome in it is the latest edition of the unnamed soccer podcast the unnamed soccer podcast brought to you by three punk gales in chula vista it is also brought to you by sport clips where it is good to be a guy darren and i back in action recording on a wednesday morning it is raining in san diego what is happening expected to be almost 80 degrees and we have rain. Weird, weird weather in San Diego.
1: Darren, it's a pleasure to see you. Yeah, not great for those of us who drive around in Jeep Wranglers who already took our roofs off and decided that it is roof off season here in Southern California. I'm thinking here as we're recording at 930, I usually leave the house at about 11. Am I going to have to put my roof on to go to work today? Like, Because that was not part of my plan at all. These are Jeep problems, everybody, but I don't know. Hopefully, I'm, I'm expecting or maybe a little bit of sunshine popping out here by, by the time I leave the house. Cause that's, that's problematic. That's not good news.
0: Yeah. Do you think Darren will go topless to work? Let us know, reach out unnamed soccer podcast on Instagram. Will Darren be topless at work? That's our poll question today. <laughs> um, man, we have a lot to discuss San Diego loyal. We are coming off our best show ever. The match was pretty good. Loyal is a pretty good team, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. That was our best show ever. Uh, we also have some. What else are we can talk about? US kits. People are making fun of US kits. People need to settle down. Um, SD Loyal is where I want to start. Let's start with SD Loyal. Let's start with the mayor, Todd Gloria, popping bottles of champagne on Match Day Live. How about that Saturday night?
1: How about our Saturday? I mean, it's Wednesday. It's taken us this long, even just to figure out how to put it into words, just how um, incredible Saturday night was on 619 Day with a crowd of about, what, 5,800 Jordan. I was told over 1,000 people walked up on Saturday night for that match. Us having no idea what this was going to look like. It was a jam-packed, crowded weekend in Southern California. The Padres were home playing Cincinnati. The U.S. Open was in town. People were free to go about and live their lives with zero restrictions whatsoever. So all sorts of options from movies to restaurants to who knows what else in between. So, who knew what to expect Saturday night with Phoenix Rising? But a crowd of, of what, like 5,800 people who were so into that match, seeing Todd Gloria, seeing the county supervisor, Nathan Fletcher, city council members, other dignitaries like our guy, DK Nyewu, just seeing like so many people and so much energy there pitch side before the match when you and I are doing Match Day Live. What an unforgettable night for the club to deliver a 2 1 victory against Phoenix Rising. Ugh, Phoenix. And then our post-match show with Jack Blake, I, it just like, it was, it was our best night ever, you know? And, and you and I talked a little bit afterwards and I said something to Jordan along the lines of, I think our post-match show was complete gibberish. And you were like, who the fuck cares? Like we had the best time ever. Like we made no sense. We offered like no analysis at all. And it was still our finest moment, not only as a pre and a post-match show, but perhaps all of us there at SD Loyal. Like it was our finest hour that we've had since this whole operation began. You
0: bring up Jack Blake hanging around post-game and the post-game didn't make a lot of sense, but that's not the point. We had a ton of fun. Uh, Jack Blake stopped by. He had a ton of fun with us. We got to know the family on father's day weekend. That was fun. And for the first time, Darren, we had some salty away fans walking out of the stadium yelling down at the set, um, specifically at Jack Blake, not at us. Uh, but they were not happy with how San Diego loyal finished that game. And a few Phoenix supporters, uh, let us know about it. I, I don't know if it was picked up on the microphones. It was rather loud. Um, there was definitely some interesting language being used for uh, for Jack to be holding his young son there. I was a little surprised with the language that was being thrown his way from these Phoenix fans, but that was our first uh, experience with that. We've talked a lot about how excited we are to have the locals and Chavos and the rest of the loyal supporters back in the house. Uh, we haven't really talked about the uh, the option for away supporters to be there. Uh, we saw Vegas briefly, but this was the uh, Phoenix they brought a couple people. They had one section in the corner. I don't know what you're looking at right now, but it's uh, it was a salty group leaving. It was a very very fun night.
1: Wait, where do you see this old goal from Slovakia against Spain? I, I've oh. never seen it quite liked that, but I'm just watching the Euros because Spain and Slovakia are playing. The goalkeeper just absolutely looked like DeAndre Ayton of Phoenix, just swatting it into the goal. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, to answer your question. Yeah. Like it came through loud and clear. I was in the loyal offices on Tuesday night or maybe Monday night, whatever. And and they were talking about being able to hear the Phoenix rising fans on our post-match show that were standing up there on that bluff. We've seen locals up there. We've seen Chavos up there. Uh, we've seen plenty of people. There's a food truck up there and some of the Phoenix rising fans as they were exiting Torero stadium, stop by. And, and, you know, you and I are interviewing Jack Blake. He's got his son Leon in his hands. And and I could hear this noise, and I just figured it was locals. So I figured it was chavos, and I said something off the cuff about you know oh, the Jack Blake fan club in full effect. And then I started hearing you motherfucker, you motherfucker, you fucking <laughs> flopping around, you fucker. And I was like, what is this? And then like he's holding his his two year old son, and then I hear our guy Nate Abareya just start going two one, two one, get it back on the A, go back to your hellhole. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, what is happening? It was complete chaos around the post that show. I was like, what is this? And so then I now start hearing, but I was in the offices and Danny Miller, who runs a lot of the social media stuff for SD loyal. I was in there with Jesse, him, Ryan, and they're like, oh, you can totally hear it. Like you can totally hear what this one woman was screaming about Jack Blake. And yeah, I guess they take their cues from their manager, Rick Sean, who, you know, who also had a lot to say post-match as well that I became aware of well after the fact, but yeah, like that was a first for us. And quite honestly, is as, as like vulgar as it was, um, I, you know, there's part of me that, that like, doesn't dig their fan base, but sort of digs that there's that kind of energy between and existing between the two clubs. So, you know, now I don't feel bad for anybody who puts stickers up out there in Phoenix a couple of weeks back.
0: What? Um, Yeah, I was thrown off as well. I was a little confused at first because it has become not a tradition, but it has become something that's happened that a few of the locals, a few of the Chavos will stop by the set on their way back to the parking lot because we're typically on the air for another 30, 45 minutes following the match. So there is time as they exit to stop by and say hello and we love when they do it. Um, for the first time away supporters stopped by the set and they were wearing the white kits um, for Phoenix. And so at first when I looked up very briefly and it's tough with the lights shining in your eyes as well to even see up there on the Hill, uh, I thought it was just white San Diego loyal kits. And then based on what was being yelled our way, I quickly learned there and that's not San Diego fans. That's uh, that sounds like Phoenix fans to me. So that came across the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I didn't go back and check, but I'm, I'm glad I asked Jack Blake. I thought was very good, obviously on the field. He was very good post game. Um, it's been so fun to watch him develop into the team because I didn't, I wouldn't say he got off to a slow start. Um, but he wasn't scoring braces match day one. And like now it feels like consistently you're going in and Jack Blake's going to be one of the guys that someone will select on pick to kick on the match on match day live. Like that's one of the players you expect to score a goal for San Diego every time they go out. So it's been really nice. It has not taken a long uh, amount of time for him to kind of settle into the team. So it's been nice to see what he was able to produce in a big moment. Um Phoenix, that's a big one. And now San Diego's on a run. They have completely Um, They've completely erased that opening four-game stretch. You don't feel very sour about that. You don't want it to happen, obviously, but it's easy to forget about it now after this stretch of the last five. Um, Let's go back to that tradition that we started on the pre-match show. I don't know if Stone is going to start producing champagne uh, exclusively for us, but – um, popping champagne has become a little bit of a tradition on match day live. I don't know when it, well, I know when and why it started. It started when Chelsea won champions league and it was the day that San Diego was playing their home opener. Um, it was a very big day in the world of soccer for match day Live. So we uh, celebrated with a bottle of champagne. Uh, I popped the bottle, the following show, Darren popped a bottle of champagne a little prematurely, but it was still popped. Um, and then, the third opportunity, the mayor of San Diego, Todd Gloria, stops by the set and pops a bottle of champagne right there, pours it up for everyone, and has a good time.
1: How great was that? Yeah, we we sort of you know Jordan said, whatever happens with the Champions League final, I'm going to show up and I'm I'm you know I'm going to be uh, well hydrated. I believe is how the club promoted it the day of the final, which was also the home opener for SD Loyal against Vegas, which you know is is pretty much where this run began if you want to go back to may 29th so jordan brought it it was great popped it on set you think you pinned it on your twitter handle and then somebody from the club who shall remain nameless said you know it worked last week you know maybe you know maybe the next home match against galaxy two you should you guys should bring some champagne as well and so uh you, you don't have to tell us twice you know we we're not you don't have to twist our arms so we said, sure, let's do it. And we brought another bottle. We popped it. As Jordan said, it didn't happen on the actual broadcast itself because we were we were um, somebody requested a, uh, a glass that was uh, off camera. So we made sure to satisfy that request because we're like that. We're very generous. We are becoming the uh, the the uh, the rolling wet bar of Torero Stadium. And then you don't mess with the winning streak, Jordan. And obviously we needed to have it. When we found out we were having the mayor on, it was Jordan's idea. He said, we need to have the mayor pop a bottle of champagne on the post on the pregame show. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, I mean, the mayor is going to be there at 619 day. This is like an official day of SD loyal day as well. It was a proclamation voted upon by San Diego City Council. So let's do this. And so we brought a bottle and we asked him to do it. We, we sort of said, oh yeah, this is a big tradition mayor. And he's like, yeah, like boom, popped it, put a scarf on his neck. He was wearing the, uh, the BLM shirt, which looked great. And there's great pictures of it on our Instagram page. So add on name soccer podcast. If you want to go check that out, the mayor of San Diego popping bottles. And, and I, you know, I don't know that it has anything to do with anything, but you know, three home matches, three bottles of champagne popped on the pre-match show. And that would be nine points. So, you know, you're welcome. I will say that his reaction when we asked if he would be willing to pop the bottle
0: of champagne for us to be the honorary champagne bottle popper. Um, his reaction was the same reaction we had when we were told the second time coming in at home, like, Hey, maybe you guys should do that again. It's like, yeah, okay. in totally. That's, yeah. that's exactly how the mayor responded when we asked him. He's like, yeah, I'm, yes, let's do it. Where are the cups? Let's pop yeah. it. I love it. So, yeah. And no one, I think a key stat here on this bottle, popping game we have going on on match day live. no injuries. It's bound to happen. Like we just need to accept the fact that eventually someone's going to take one. They're going to take a cork to the chest, hopefully not the face, but it's the more we do it, the more likely it will eventually happen. Uh, But so far so good. No injuries on match day life.
1: I love it. You know, I just love now that we've developed this reputation as sort of the, uh, the, you know, the place to go before the match, if you want uh some bubbles in post-match we also have uh, a a developing tradition now with Corey herzog who just showed up behind us yet again and who is looking for some cold stone brewing like we've actually put some effort into this in that we actually brought ice with us so that we can keep everything cold because you know at the end of the night you know maybe the beers you know our friends at stone brewing doreen everybody else like they would they would probably prefer that their beer were served at the right temperature. So like we bring coolers and like, we just got all sorts of goofy stuff happening here. Like, yeah, like we love interviewing players and talking about tactics and giving you the update on the standings and the pick to kick and all that sort of stuff. Introducing these guys to our audience, interacting with people on match day live via the YouTube channel, since we can do all that sort of stuff. But I also love, like, even the club now promotes us on social media is like, Hey, your drinking buddies are ready to go on the air. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, okay, that wasn't our intended uh, reputation, but I suppose we'll just roll with it.
0: Listen, when the mayor's poppet bottles of champagne on your show, It just that's just going to be what happens.
1: What are, um, what are you supposed to do? Tell Corey Herzog, like, we're sorry, Corey, we're dry. Like, you know, you got to go find something someplace else. Like, no, nah, yeah. man, we're here for everybody. We're here for the pregame dignitaries. We're here for the post-match player celebration. So yeah. we know how to roll. We know how to operate. We know what our roles are. And as of Saturday night, we are there for the away supporters to
0: yell at on their way out yep. of the stadium.
1: I don't know. What did you think of that? Like, you know, I mean, it was vulgar and, you know, it, it didn't make me feel any. But, you know, that, that like you can that you can develop a little bit of, of that animosity. I don't know that that's a terrible thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that there's some stuff going on. That's a little it's a little bit of a two way street. I've heard some, you know some of our players weren't exactly shy towards that corner of the stadium as well.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's very clear that this is a rivalry, right? Like this is becoming, these are, these are the steps you take towards a rivalry. Um, It's not something you just say. I, I saw the conversation on social media match day one before the season even started from a few Phoenix supporters after a San Diego local scarf had made its way into the stadium. It's like, we don't care about you. You guys think we care. Or even think about you. It's we don't even think about San Diego. It's like, eh, no, you do. We're definitely in your head. If there's one club that can beat you, it's us. We all know it. Um, it's not a team Phoenix would want to face in the postseason. They clearly have a difficult matchup with San Diego. Um, the stats are really lopsided towards San Diego compared to all the other matchups that they've had. And so clearly um, San Diego matters in Phoenix's world. And they matter to the supporters on their way out of sta- the stadium Saturday
1: night, by the way, they also matter, matter to the manager, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the manager who, you know, took a little swipe at, at Landon Donovan before the game, you know, cause Landon said after what happened, the, uh, the previous time in Phoenix, which was let's see on June 5th, that was uh, Saturday night. We were at Shakespeare's in a part of San Diego that we didn't even know existed, but that was the two, two draw where rising scores, both goals in stoppage time. And Landon said afterwards, he's like, we know how to beat this team. Like, you know, not many, like we know how to do it. I'm paraphrasing. And then, you know, in the game notes leading up to, uh, to what happened on six, one, nine day. Um, uh. You know, Rick Johns, the manager of Phoenix Rising, was like, well, I heard their manager say they know how to beat us, except guess what, like, they haven't beat us. And you sort of went, huh, okay, interesting, you know, interesting swipe. And now they did, and then afterwards, of course, he just cried about it, cried about the way Loyal played the game, and said that they were faking injuries, and said the referee lost control, and started down some road about, you know, when former players act a certain way, and you're like, oh, where are you going with this? Like, is that a a Don? Like, he was definitely, you know, sort of, What's the right word? You know, uh, I mean, he's talking about Landon Donovan. I, I can't imagine he's talking about anybody else when he's talking about the behavior of former players and how referees need to, need to take control of the match and all that sort of stuff. You know, I, like I said, I think it just added another layer on top of it. You know what? Like there's a bunch of matches between now when we're recording. Loyal's got to play in Vegas. They're home against Oakland on Tuesday, home against Sacramento, home against Orange County. And then on the 24th of July, who's coming back to town for the fourth and final time during the regular uh, regular, regular season Phoenix rising again. So like, we're not going to have to wait long to see that, you know, we're going to, we're going to see them here before too long, even though you got a handful of matches between now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not of the opinion that the officials lost control of the match Saturday
0: night, but I will say, welcome to USL championship. Are you new here? The officials suck in this league. Uh, San Diego has been screwed by officials Plenty of times. And we are only a club that's been around for a year and a half. And we have plenty of those experiences already. So newsflash officials may not be great in this league. And I don't think they lost control Saturday night. Um, Phoenix, Let me ask you, was that? I mean, stop Jack Blake. And then maybe you come away with a point. You couldn't did and you don't.
1: Saturday night? What's that? Did the better team win on Saturday night? I mean, be objective here. Like objectively speaking, do you think the better side won? I do.
0: I thought so too. I mean, you could argue that one side had more shots and all that stuff, but that's San Diego played the way that they wanted to play. And it is effective against Phoenix. Clearly it's more effective than other strategies that are being used against them. So it's these are obviously the steps towards a very good rivalry out West in USL championship. And who knows? We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Is Phoenix supposed to go to major league soccer anytime soon? They're going to stick around, aren't they?
1: We'll see, I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not perhaps them or you know perhaps Vegas, who knows? I mean, I feel like the next MLS club, one of them is going to come out of out of this region here between Phoenix, vegas and and San Diego. so you know we'll we'll have to see what happens. but yeah, well, I mean a little before we, uh, with all that stoppage time at the end of it, my God, I mean, stoppage time lasts forever.
0: Yeah, we've played like 45 minutes of stoppage time against Phoenix <laughs> this year already. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, but if it doesn't go your way this time, then I guess it's a bad thing. It went their way last time and they were just fine with the 13 minutes or whatever they added.
1: Yeah. I also think there's something to be said for Phoenix that you and I touched on in the brief moment where we actually talked soccer on the, the pre and the post show, which is yeah. you know maybe Phoenix is a different team outside of Chandler. You know what I mean? Like, cause inside they've scored 20 goals and they take a million shots. I mean, that's what they do. They've taken over 150 shots, which is like 30, 40 more than everybody else at the USL championship but they've scored 20 goals and 17 of them have been at home. Like they run away with home results because they, you know, they just pour it on and it's, you know, it's four goals, five goals, et cetera. They've only scored three goals outside of Chandler. So, you know, it's, it's, it's eight matches, you know, that's not a trend necessarily, but you know, at some point that continues, that becomes a trend. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: There was a graphic that was being sent around during matches. Darren and I are in a group chat with the uh, broadcast team uh, for the club, but also for the league. It's just a lot of stats and stuff and other information being distributed. There was a graphic shared in this group chat that did not make the television broadcast. They sent it to us afterwards. I don't know if you saw it, um, but they said this this hit the floor. It didn't make the cut by the end, but we updated it after tonight's result in case anyone's interested. And it's a it's a graphic that shows Phoenix against every single team in USL from last year and this year, not named San Diego. And then Phoenix against San Diego last year and this year. And this includes that game to end the season um, where Phoenix gets the three 0 win because of the forfeit. Although San Diego was leading three to one in that match. Um, they've scored 12. They've given up 11 and that's with the skewed stats and against every other club, they've scored 54 and they've only allowed 19. That gold differential is plus 35 against San Diego loyal. It's only plus one. And that includes the three, one last year to finish. That was not a match that should be included in that stat, in my opinion. So it's clearly a different, different test for them. It's not a team they would want to face later on. Phoenix has the history. They've gone farther than San Diego has ever gone But hey, San Diego's brand new and we're getting our chances. And I think we've made up a lot of ground really, really quickly on a club like that. Um, I do want to bring up the fact that we walked over and hung out with the locals during that match before we uh, wrap things up here, Darren. That was a lot of fun. We have not taken advantage of the opportunity. We've been running around and getting used to our new set. Um, some things are new for us with match day live. So we're like adjusting to everything. We're adjusting to the fact that there's people back in the house, how we want to do different things. We finally had the opportunity to break away and go hang out with the supporters during a match. I was there for Blake's second goal right there in the front row, uh, standing right next to drew celebrating. Uh, I saw a beer go flying. I think teacher Tom lost control of his beer. Someone <laughs> may have knocked it out of his hand, but the beer went flying on the field. Um, It was later thrown back to him and he caught it and drank what was remaining in that cup. That was disgusting, Um, but a lot of fun. It was a really, really good time. It's just you brought up all the reasons why Saturday night was a lot of fun. But that moment you were over there with the locals as well. Um, It was just so fun to be there in the supporter section during a goal on a night like that. And then being able to put the cherry on top of it, chatting with Jack Blake post game, It was just, it was such a fun night. It was our best night yet.
1: It was our best night yet. And Jordan took an amazing selfie of us right there at the bottom of the supporter section. Uh, I don't know that you will or won't see that on our Instagram page. Maybe we can post it at unnamedsoccerpod.com. But Jordan, who fight the Ansel Adams of selfies, took an amazing, amazing selfie of the two of us there with the supporters group in the background. So be on the lookout for that. Mm -hmm. Also, I would recommend there's a a Twitter handle for those of you that are really interested in like the tactics stuff, which Jordan and I don't do a ton of. Uh, There is a, an account that maybe you follow, maybe you don't. It's called uh, at USL tactics at USL tactics. And they did a really, really good tactical breakdown of Jack Blake, just talking about how smart he is, how he moves in space, how he knows how to draw defenders, et cetera. I mean, objectively, again, I think he's been the best player through nine matches that Loyal's had. Just terrific, fantastic, making everybody better, just the way he moves, his competence. There was a great little hype video that was put out there by the club as well of him. I love the moment where he's there pre-match in the uh, in the dressing room and he gives a little wink to somebody with his earbuds in. Like, you know, he's uh, he's just been an absolute delight to watch. I mean, he's, you know, he's I- I'm glad he's here. I'm so glad he's on our side. You know, you've got great personalities, guys like Alejandro Guido here and Corey Herzog and Trey Muse has been a ton of fun to watch. I mean, how about him, you know, leading the USL in saves? So, you know, like all of it, but like Blake has, has just been gosh, he's been so great to watch. And you can just tell too how much the rest of the club feeds off his energy. But if you're looking for any sort of like tactical analysis here, there's a really good breakdown of him and what it was and how it was that he was successful against Phoenix at USL tactics. So give that. Give that account a follow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also an employee of the, of Tampa Bay in U S oh, he just got hired on by a club. Thanks to all of his tactics that he's putting out there. Um, here's my analysis. Cause I can't give you the breakdown that USL tactics would my analysis, San Diego loyal and Phoenix just really annoy each other. Yeah. That's my analysis. I think from players to coaches um, and maybe even beyond that, I think the two clubs just kind of annoy each other at this point, which is good. I think that's yeah. a good thing.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I you know, I mean, I think it can go a little far. You know, I've heard some of the stuff that comes out of their supporter section. That's unfortunate. Um, I think that their coach is, you know, a first-rate crybaby. But you know, that said, I you know, I do think that that you know, having having these kind of contentious dynamics inside of this league is going to be good for everybody. So you know, and by the way, both clubs are good too. It's not like one club is you know some pushover you know, one club is, is completely unafraid when it takes to the field. I mean, it's outspent two, three to one. And that, you know, the club that's being outspent feels a uh, level of confidence against the team that's won the Western conference two of the last three years and has been probably the best USL club. Like, Hey, it's a good thing. You know, sorry about it, Phoenix, you know, nobody's just going to give you anything here, not in the Pacific division, certainly not coming out of San Diego.
0: Um, a lot of good news to talk about. Let's finish with some, well, I mean, it's, it's some good news. It's bittersweet news. It's some roster news for San Diego loyal. We're down a defender, Darren.
1: Yeah. So um, those of you that know that this is the summer of soccer, Jordan. It's the summer of soccer. Mm-hmm. You know that according to Fox. You know we're yeah, watching like 14
0: tournaments at one time.
1: Yeah. I mean the Euros are happening. Copa America. A couple more matches coming up later on tonight. The Gold Cup, which you know is not exactly on the same level as a uh, Euro 2020 or Copa America, but um, <laughs> at the roster for the gold cup, which is going to end August 1st in Phoenix. We actually have a game that day at LA galaxy too. I hope those two events don't overlap, but at any rate, when you look at the roster, it's not Christian Pulisic. It's not Giovanni Rana It's not so Gino Dest. You know, it's, it's, you know, I don't know that I would call it our, I mean, I guess it's okay to call it our B squad. I mean, this is a pretty good B squad, Paul Arriola, Welcome back to the USL Marin, uh, men's national team. Uh, Daryl nice. D. Daryl DK is back. I see Jossie, He had a uh, race last night. Yep, yeah, I see Jossie's artists for Columbus. And I wondered what that meant for Miguel Berry. And then I looked at the roster also, and I see Walker Zimmerman, who's a center back for Nashville soccer club. Previously Uh-oh. with L a, we've Uh-oh. got a couple on low. Did my internet go out?
0: No, you're just telling me that Nashville has a def- down, is down a yeah. defender.
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, Walker Zimmerman is going to be on the U S men's national team roster. So I asked about a couple of the players who are on loan for Loyal. No news on Miguel Berry, which is good. But unfortunately, and as you said, unfortunately, fortunately, uh, Jack Mayer, who was the number two overall pick in the MLS Super Draft a couple of years ago, um, has been called back to Nashville, which means that his run with San Diego Loyal is over. I don't know when the club is going to put it out. I don't know if this podcast will beat the, the club, but, you know, I, it's okay. We can discuss this. It will be announced on, on Wednesday that Jack Mayer is being recalled by Nashville. So his time is up. Uh, the rules prohibit him from coming back on loan again, either after the Gold Cup or at any other point. He's been great. I would say that consistently he's been, uh, if not the highest rated defender, he's you know he's been right there. Amongst the highest rated players that Loyal has had. It's been great just learning a little bit about him. Trey Muse, they were teammates at, at Indiana University. Uh, but good for him to go back to Nashville. I'm actually going to be out there. I'll, hopefully we'll get a chance to see him play for Nashville SC against Atlanta United in a couple of weeks. But the good news, Jordan, also for us here is that Grant Stoneman is back. Joshua Yarrow has played very, very well. Uh, Alan Montgomery is ready. Like they feel like he's ready to play. It it impacts depth. He started every game. I think he's played every single minute and he's been terrific. You can certainly understand why this was the number two overall pick in the MLS super draft. But, uh, at some point that will be announced that, uh, that Jack Mayer is, is going back to Nashville. So thank you. It was a pleasure to watch him. Uh, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's the end of it.
0: Yeah. It was a really good time to have him. Wasn't it? Like the timing was after what, how the start, went down uh, really needed someone to come in and stabilize and he was an important part he is a big reason why San Diego has picked up the points that they have in the last five matches Uh, it's unfortunate I wasn't very I wasn't sure um, what the actual rules were if it's like minor league baseball where you can go back down get called up go down get called up that's not the case once you get uh, recalled you are you are back you are staying there with the major league soccer club for the rest of the season so mayor is gone (sighs)
1: Uh. Can I give you one other note too, just because it's it's sort of tangentially related to SD loyal. And, and that would be great to see Rubio Rubin back called up with the U S men's national team. He was listed as one of the forwards there on the preliminary roster, which will be trimmed down to 23. So, you know, good to see those connections there from Rubio Rubin again, no, nothing yet on, on Miguel Berry with Zardis. you know, maybe they will be okay. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Zimmerman, but you know, that's, when you're in the game and you're in the business of, of, you know, being a good destination for transfers, you know, this is the other side of it. Like the good news is you get to build up a guy like Rubio Rubin. Good news is that you get to watch a Miguel Berry. You get to give him all your minutes and watch this, this, you know, this graceful player just glide across the pitch and Jack Mayer, et cetera, Callum Montgomery. So, you know, like, you know, the flip side of it, is that unfortunately sometimes they play well enough and their clubs want them back.
0: Yeah, I know. I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just what comes with the territory of rooting for a USL championship club. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's just part of it. Um, I'm excited for this weekend, Friday night. They're in Las Vegas. It's the first trip to Las Vegas this season for San Diego. Uh, it's a team we've already seen this year. It was the team that San Diego played in the home opener two one dramatic win. Corey Herzog off the bench, scored a goal to win, came over, um, got his first taste of post-match beer with us and, he hasn't been able to let go since. So, um, that's the last time we saw Las Vegas. They'll go to Vegas this weekend, Friday night, not a Saturday night. Um, are we at seven 30 or is it at seven? I should know this off the top of my head. I'm sorry that I don't.
1: It is, uh, it is 7 30 PM from Cashman field in Las Vegas, where the temperature will probably be about 450 degrees.
0: Well, it's a good thing. It's 730 and not seven. That means we're on at seven o'clock for match day live and we're going to be out and about here in San Diego. So that's good news. Um, I believe the destination for us is Bluefoot in North Park, which has become uh, one of our favorite spots. It already was one of our favorite spots, but this year uh, we've been there. What will be our third time this week? And it's always, always a good time. Last time we were at Bluefoot, Nate Aborea was filling in for you, Darren. And uh, women started crashing the set just to get a touch of Nate. It was the first time that that's ever happened. It's on video. You can go back and see it if you would like. But that's the last time we were at Bluefoot. It's a frisky crowd. Um, And we are excited to go back there this weekend.
1: It is. uh, It's frisky. And they're expecting some sort of dance party. So I don't know what it's going to look like. But even when we can't go to Bluefoot, Bluefoot comes to San Diego Loyal because Adam Cook is the owner of Bluefoot. And he was at the match on Saturday night, which was tremendous. He had his two children with him, which was spectacular. He was having a grand old time, a mm-hmm. great all around guy. I love his restaurant concepts. Uh, a lot of them around where I live, from Bluefoot to other places, Fernside, opening up a new joint in North Park. So really, really smart guy, very talented, creative. So we uh, we love it there. I do consider it uh, the premier soccer pub, or at least one of them that we mm-hmm. have Many great options in San Diego, but certainly in North Park, it's the place to be. So uh, anytime they tell us that Bluefoot is the destination, I'm all about it. So we'll see you there Saturday night. seven Friday a- night. Saturday, Friday night. Excuse me. You're right about that. Friday night, uh, we will see it uh, outside. I think we're going to be on the patio. So, you know, hey, whatever. It's, that place
0: rocks. We're not going to be on the dance floor. We can go Saturday night if you want. We could double dip this weekend. Um, think- there's a There's a dance party, huh? That's what I heard. You're I just, telling me there's going to be a dance party going on in the background of Match Day Live Friday night. You've isn't there gotta, always? You gotta watch that. That is must watch television.
1: Yeah, and this is this is the one out of the seven match stretch here that, that the club's playing away. So we'll see. Like get a result there, and I mean get a result there against Vegas, which is sitting there seventh in the Pacific Division, and you know continue uh, continue to to continue the run that you've been on since March 29th.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. chapter chapter two has been much better than chapter one for this season we have stabilized the year and it looks pretty good going forward i think i think we shall see um anything else we need to get to darren we covered a lot popping bottles of champagne with the mayor um slamming beers with the locals having phoenix fans yell curse words at jack blake on our post-match show oh the the mayor uh, has your scarf we didn't bring that up.
1: Yeah, that is true, man. I just, I'm a fellow. I just, messed up. I keep control of a scarf. So we like, we, the mayor came up. We're like, here, pop a bottle here. Let me put a scarf on you. And then apparently uh, the mayor really, really liked the uh, uh, Dio de los Muertos scarf, the day of mm-hmm. the dead scarf, you know, the leal one and uh, had his, uh, his PR flack come back and go, you know, the mayor really liked that scarf. And who was it? Was it you? Yeah, it was me. I Somebody, Jordan, up. like, here, take it. You know, it's not mine. I don't you know. What do I care? <laughs> and what was I? And, like, I saw this happening, and I was like, and it's like, oh, thank you so much. The mayor really loves this scarf, you know? I was like, well, we've already given him one, and and now he's, all right, well, wait, whatever. He's the mayor. And, uh, and then... Jordan, I turned to Jordan. I was like, that was mine. Like, that was my personal scarf, you know, that I used to decorate our set. We bring local scarves and Chabo scarves and uh, Dia de los Muertos. And, and he's like, Oh, sorry about it. So I don't know if they're even in stock. I have to go back and pick up another one. I paid for that one. I just want everybody to know that was not a freebie. Yeah.
0: I just assumed it was part of one of the props from the club for the show. I'm like, Oh yeah, of course Here, take it. You're the mayor. You're a guest. Have, what, yeah. what else do you want? Do you want Darren's shirt? What else can you have
1: here, Mayor? You want, want we shoes? Get you know what else do you need? I'm sorry, I owe you a scarf. I just right. I assumed it was a prop. You know what? It, it went to. I mean, it was an amazing night. It was a great memory. I would have given everything away. Here, what else do you want? Like you said, I mean, we're we're here. We're trying to please. We want the mayor to have a good time. You know, and mm-hmm. and by the way, like the substance of what the mayor was talking about was was pretty quality as well. I hope people went back and watched that. Just talking about you know the loud and proud section and how he really, like, he he equated San Diego Loyal as, like, I'm the mayor who ran on a platform of creating a world-class city. I'm like, this is a world-class sport, and this is the the makings of a world-class operation. Like, how complimentary was he towards San Diego Loyal? I mean, I thought he was, you know, like, talking about, you know, what what soccer could bring to San Diego, um, you know, in some terms, you know, frankly, for a politician, you never quite know. Like, what, what do they know? But, you know, I, I thought that like he, he spoke about it in a way that like was was really it it warmed the heart, you know, when he was talking about bringing world class sports to the to the city and that he thought that San Diego Loyal represented that not only for the sport that they play, but also for the values that they have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was very cool when he was speaking of Estee Loyal the Padres and the U S open all in the same week in San Diego and grouping them all together. And just what it meant for the city. It was a very good conversation with the mayor. We had a lot of fun during the conversation, but you're right. The conversation was really good itself. Um, we also chatted with uh, supervisor Fletcher that was on the pre-match show. And then as mentioned, Jack Blake on the post-match show. So plenty to watch. If you missed it, you can go back on the YouTube page and check it out and we'll be there live Friday night, uh, in North park at Bluefoot for pre-match coverage against las vegas who is picking up points vegas is not a club that is just getting pushed around every single match they are uh they are picking their chance their spots i guess they've picked up a few points lately it's very tight in the pacific a lot of these clubs are very very close vegas being one of them so it's an important match and like you said it's on the road before coming back home for a while so it's an important one to get
1: yeah. I mean, you talk about the table too. It's just great to, to look at the standings though and see loyal on the right side of the Pacific division there, meaning you're in the top four and there's a little bit of separation here. You know, you want to win them all obviously, but at some point it's probably unrealistic. You know, you want to give yourself a little bit of a, a margin for error. And right now to be four points clear of the f- number five spot Sacramento, I guess there's a tie, you know, Sacramento, Tacoma and Vegas all sitting on seven, but it's nice to have a one point cushion. This is unfamiliar territory for us to see loyal there in the top four with a little bit of a cushion. It just speaks to how well they've been playing recently. Mm -hmm. Vegas has not been bad. Vegas went on a little run here where it was three straight undefeated. Um, So, you know, maybe not the pushover, you know, that, that, you know, some would expect from Las Vegas, or at least the way that they started the season up until when we saw them on May 29th. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to, Exhale a little bit given the start that this club had, thinking that you were just going to be going uphill for who knows how long. Like they've done an amazing job of putting themselves back in this position where not only are they there in the top four, which is which is good enough for a playoff. The season doesn't end today. So I'm not even going to say it, but also providing a little bit of a cushion there, I think, is is you know, it's it is a huge exhale. But on to the next one. You know, that's what this club is all about now. Like you see it on other social media posts, like it's on to the next one. And, you know, you, you want to continue this run of form here, certainly Friday night against Vegas, a club that you feel like you should be.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Five Thirty Eight, San Diego still has a 68% chance of making the postseason.
1: Yes! They also,
0: they also have Sacramento with better odds than San Diego, so I don't know what to make of that.
1: Well, July 3rd will be interesting then, won't it, between loyal and Sacramento Republic.
0: hmm uh, they just have Sacramento better odds to win the final, but San Diego better odds to actually qualify for the postseason. So I take it back. All right. Still in the top four. That's what I want. Let's stay there. Let's not dip below that line the rest of the season. We are into the top four. Let's not let go of it, huh? That sounds like fun.
1: I like that. Good.
0: All right. Darren, uh, I'll see you in North Park two nights from today. Sweet. Friday night, Seven o'clock. We'll be outside. We'll find some food in North Park, which is easy to do. We'll get some drinks from Bluefoot, and uh, we'll throw a dance party post match.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure. Well, I don't want to speak. I, I know when I know when we broadcast from Bluefoot in the past, they've been very generous in uh, offering a dollar off for all drinks if you're wearing any sort of loyal gear. I hope that that is the case coming up on Friday. I'm not going to quote that Kat, because I'm not in false advertising, but. I hope that that trend continues as well, because it's very generous from our friends at Bluefoot, but we'll wait for the official announcement. Should something change, mm-hmm. we'll be sure to let you know. And if there's anything that you see Darren wearing that you
0: like, just let me know and I'll give it to you.
1: <laughs> hey, man, you don't mess with the winning streak. We pop bottles and you can just disrobe me in any capacity and you can have it fine as yours, because I love my audience. There it is. All right, chat with you soon.